Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Here's Ryan. Yes, sir. Welcome back to The Fix, live in the Prop Swap Studios as NFL Week 5 is officially in the books now, late on a Tuesday night, like it always is, right? Just another Tuesday night football game in the NFL. And if you missed any of our conversation last night, be sure to check out the Jacob Media YouTube channel where all of John McMullen's work and conversation and appearances are located among a lot of other places and and we'll get to all those platforms but let's bring in Mr. John McMullen and uh, get right back to this Eagles conversation on day number two here of this week. John how we doing? Doing well. How are you Ryan? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. What uh what are your initial thoughts from that Titan smackdown? Uh, as typical, uh, I mean, I'm going to get my 1490 uh, privileges revoked because I can't pick a game <laughs> to save my life. <laughs> I thought the Titans coming off uh, the COVID vacation, uh, the Buffalo Bills looked like the raw, the real deal early in the season. I think Josh Allen would have been in the conversation for most improved player. And they just got destroyed. Uh, this this is much like 2020 as a whole. This is the strangest season I think we've seen in a long time. You can't get a beat on these teams. You just can't. Yeah. No, and, and if it makes you feel any better, um, I was with you in that line of thinking. It's I guess it's a little bit of recency bias. Just we haven't seen the Titans, everything they've gone through, and the Bills have been playing – really well you thought like this was set up for a Bills win but the complete opposite there so that's life in the NFL and maybe that's some reassurance for Eagles fans just being you never know what could happen any given Tuesday right John yeah I mean if you look Ryan you look at the Titans before the outbreak before the spread their last win uh was a game uh, against Minnesota, where the Vikings essentially gave it away, and, and Goskowski 
kicked, I don't know, three 50-plus yard field goals, and one was 56. And that's a guy who almost got cut after week one. Just a, a, another example of the, the highs and lows. It's like an EKG, uh, these teams. Uh, but to the Titans' credit, and I said, I mentioned this on Aton's show. Uh, I said if Mike Brable finds a way to win this game, that's a big feather in his cap to keep this team together through all that rigmarole. And, hey, give him all the credit in the world because that's, that's probably the best game uh, they played all season, and I, I didn't see it coming, got to be honest. Yeah, I don't think anyone did, at least the majority of people definitely didn't see that coming, and especially in that fashion. But let's get to some other NFL news and notes before we get into our Eagles talk, John. And the story of the night, at least right now, among some others, is Le'Veon Bell cut from the New York Jets. Yeah. What's, uh, what's the Can I give the there? proactive no? Can I give the proactive no right off the bat? Will the Eagles explore? <laughs> oh, God. I mean, you know, first of all, let me let me just say, I think Le'Veon, six, six, either six or eight million left uh, on his uh, contract this season that's guaranteed to him. So if I were him, I would just sit out the rest of this COVID season and, and make sure he's right uh, to come potentially come back somewhere next season obviously he's not going to get a ton of money uh but from the jets perspective they would love for him to sign somewhere just from offset language and the contract and get off the hook for a couple million but i mean the eagles wanted a veteran running back and they didn't want to pay for carlos Hyde. they didn't want to pay for Devontae freeman so what makes you think they're going to pay for Le'Veon bell i i can't imagine he's going to say oh let me pay. Let me play for the veteran minimum for the rest of the year to be Miles Sanders' backup on a one-three-and-one team. I, I mean, the guy's got an ego. He used to be a star in this league. He sat out a season, remember, because he didn't think he could get what he was worth. Do you really think he's going to go down that avenue? I, I mean, it's just come on. That's what I said. I'm go- I'm going Joe Biden. Come on, man. <laughs> and I'm with you, and I think that's the end of discussion point that just makes the most sense. But, you know, Bell earned $28 million, uh throughout his 18 games played for the New York Jets. And, and I'll say this. Forget all of the very legitimate points you just made, but let's just pretend it's only one-sided. So strictly from the Eagles' side of the fence, we've talked about this, John. Okay, maybe it doesn't make sense even just from the Eagles' standpoint to bring him in, but they're one Miles Sanders injury away from needing to go and get Le'Veon Bell. Am I am I wrong with that? Well, no, that would change things dramatically. I, I mean, if, if Miles was unable to play, if Miles was hurt now for the season, uh, yeah, I, that would change things drastically. You would obviously seen enough of. Corey Clement and Boston Scott to understand they're not even close to being lead back. But that's my league. point um, um, in potentially pursuing him now, I guess, is the is part of that. Yeah. Well, A, I mean, again, from the player's standpoint, the player's not going to do that because the player's not going to accept a backup role. Yeah. Uh, the player thinks he's better than Miles Sanders. The player thinks he's – the player is more proven than Miles Sanders. So he, he would just never – accept 
that type of deal, which is kind of what I would what I explained. Um, if he did, if you know he got hit on the head, like this was a, a crazy movie, uh, like a body switching movie, <laughs> and he took the ego out of him. Maybe he would to try to. <laughs> hey, it's twenty twenty. Uh, Don't rule uh, anything out. Yeah, maybe to get a foothold back. But, I, I mean, this guy's history is pretty clear. Uh, he's, he's, again, he's not taking discounts, and he's certainly not coming in to be a backup to Miles Sanders. And that's not an insult to Miles Sanders. That's just the reality of where he is in his career. And I talked about Eagles fans skipping steps with him. He, he's not a star yet. He has star uh, traits. You saw the the 74-yard run, uh, which showed his explosion. But, you know, you also look at the final box score, he had 80 yards. So the 10 other times he, he touched the football, he had six yards. A lot of that had to do with the offensive line. But you get the point. Yeah. Um, John, you tweeted out about an hour ago, if everything goes to plan this week, it seems like the Eagles will activate Vinnie Curry and Will Park. So talk about that before I ask you about the city loosening up their COVID-19 attendance policies. Yeah, well, I, I mean, obviously it helps that defense, and the one strength of that defense is is the line. Uh, and obviously you get many back, so it's another good player to add to that group. And it's pretty clear uh, that when the Eagles do play well defensively, it's going to be because the defensive line is playing well. So I think that helps. Yeah, I guess if you want to be a pessimist, you could say Jannard Avery was finally starting to do some things, and uh, he's a young player with an upside, and Vinny's probably going to take those snaps away from him. Um, so that's the only negative I can see, but Vinny is certainly a better player at this point than Jannard Avery, so I, I think it only – it only helps, and Will Parks is even bigger because uh, of the role he's going to play. You know, he's probably not as good a player as Vinny, but just because the Eagles need so much in that back seven. And remember, he was originally going to be the third safety in the big nickel package, which it will enable um, Jim Swartz to take uh, an extra linebacker off the field at times, and that's a good thing. Uh, unfortunately, that's probably not going to be Nate Gary, at least not yet. So that's the bad thing. Um, but he also might be the starter next to Rodney Cloud, at least until Avante Maddox can get back. And we'll see what Jim Swartz decides um, when that happens, because Jalen Mills, is, it's pretty clear, is going to stay at corner at least until that happens. And Will Parks, as a veteran player, um, He's going to give you more, certainly, than Kayvon Wallace. I think Marcus Epps has played better than people think. But, you know, they've essentially been platooning. And, uh, you know, Marcus is sort of the coverage safety, and Kayvon plays in the box when they need a little bit more run support. And you don't want to be doing that. Uh, So Will uh, might calm that position down a little bit. What's the update regarding Lane Johnson? Yeah, good news, actually, and now I can talk more about it. Uh, the concern from Lane's perspective was that he had another injury, so it wasn't just the ankle 
Uh, and that's why he was going to um, get Dr. Robert Anderson. And at any time, I, I always say, you know, for people in Philadelphia, they probably have heard the word, <laughs> heard the name, William Myers. He's the sports hernia guy in the NFL, the guy. So anybody who needs a sports hernia comes to Philadelphia, you'll see it uh, all the time. Well, anytime you have a foot or ankle injury, Robert Anderson is the guy. And, and typically, if you're going that direction, it's not good news. And, and Lane himself thought um, there was something more serious going on um, and that he would be out for a while. Turns out he, he got pretty much a clean bill of health from the perspective of nothing new. So he's still dealing with all the stuff from that tightrope ankle surgery, which is bad enough, and that's been all the swelling. He had to have the cyst drained and all that stuff. So by clean bill of health, I'm saying there's nothing new, but he's still got that cranky ankle, that swelling, and he probably, not probably, definitely came back too soon. And, uh, you know, the only thing he was told is he needs to rest and could be a week, could be two weeks, uh, but it could have been much worse. So good news there, and, and he's so banged up, he being Lane Johnson, but at least it's not worse, as John mentions. Uh, mentions. But switching over to the fans, and now it was announced today, John, that Lincoln Financial Field will be able to have fans in the stadium as early as this Sunday uh, I believe I saw 7,500 people, but uh, talk more to that. Yeah, it, it's similar to Pittsburgh, and obviously that's the the, the state of Pennsylvania, and, and Governor Wolf had, had uh, eased that restriction uh, last week, but the city, uh, from Philadelphia's perspective, still had to sign off. They did that today. Uh, so they will be in the same situation, 7,500 uh, people. So understand that includes everybody. Uh, that includes people from the organizations. That includes the media, the television people, the concession people. Uh, so it'll end up in, in Pittsburgh to add uh, about 5,000. So it'll be somewhere uh, between probably 5,000 and, and 5,500 fans. Um, but I, I got to tell you, I, I mean, I was in Pittsburgh and it, you know, it's still weird, but it's a little bit better uh, when you do have even that few of fans in, in the stands. It just it brings a little bit more of an oomph to the live game. So uh, I think it's good, uh, and certainly I'm sure the 5,500 or so that will be allowed in uh, will be pretty happier. Maybe they won't because the team is 1-3-1. Who knows? How are they managing that, they being the team? Like, who who gets to be one of those people that get to enter Lincoln Financial Field? Well, I, I think uh, I think Wednesday, uh, so tomorrow the tickets are going on sale. You had to opt in. You had the opportunity to opt out. Most people did. Uh, and obviously they get their money back uh, for season tickets. So they're out of luck. Uh, but the people that, that opted in and, and decided to stick with it in case uh, you would get the all-clear to have some fans, uh, they will have an opportunity, and it will be the same as usual. You know, first come, first serve. 
All right, so good news there regarding some life inside Lincoln Financial Field, and it's not much life, but it's desperately needed, to say the least. Um, John, you wrote an article that was released earlier today on Sports Illustrated at SI.com talking about the third down blues in Pittsburgh this past Sunday, and uh, speak to that. Yeah, I mean, that was one of the big issues, and I think everybody focused on uh, the final touchdown because of, of who was involved. But I, I think there were bigger issues throughout the game, and as I said, I mean, Chase Claypool, Claypool essentially scored five touchdowns. People forget one was called back, and it was really uh, probably a poor call, a uh, little bit of a flop by Craig James drawing the offensive pass interference. But uh, they couldn't stop the guy, it, and more so they couldn't stop the Steelers on third down, which was a big disappointment. As it, they came into that game number six in the NFL in third down defense, and Ben Roethlisberger was 13 of 13 on, on third downs. And that big play, the clay pool that sealed the game, that was third down. Um, they just couldn't get off the field at any point, no matter what they tried. And that's, you know, the Eagles pride themselves on situational football. Uh, it did not work in Pittsburgh. And that, more than anything else, more than a bad linebacker making a bad play, that's the reason they lost that game. Everybody's going to focus on that one play. And they they did ad nauseum today. But, I, I mean, when you're giving up 11 of 15 on third downs, and, again, the quarterback didn't throw one incompletion uh, on third down it's that's not a recipe to win many football games let's put it that way and remember ryan there were 38 points scored on seven 38 <laughs> yeah that's a little bit too high there but uh nonetheless let's get an early preview from john mcmullen for the baltimore ravens and lamar jackson after he just details the third down struggles against big ben and the pittsburgh steelers <laughs> I'm going to ask you this question, and I'm going to laugh asking you it, but what what can the Eagles' defense do to try and slow down Lamar Jackson and that offense? Yeah, I, I always joke the football gods are never kind. When you're up against it and you're looking for a breather, and then they throw Lamar Jackson in a, in a better team at you than, than even Pittsburgh. Um, yeah, I mean, on paper, it's, it's, it's tough. Uh, and I, I guess, you know, you just kind of hope Lamar hasn't played as well so far this season as he did last year in his MVP season. Uh, but, you know, Jim called him uh, the most spectacular, explosive player in the league today. Uh, that's what he is, and he can run the football. And we've seen the misdirection. I, I mean, you got to be more concerned about the running game because especially with the inventiveness uh, of what Baltimore does. And, you know, one of the reasons uh, the Eagles wanted to hire James Urban to be the offensive coordinator really early in the process is because they wanted to tap in uh, to that Baltimore running game a little bit and some of the unique things they do. Uh, it's one of the reasons Marty Morningweight is back because he was down there for a while um, as a consultant. So, um uh, and obviously, nobody knows John Harbaugh better than the Eagles, and they have tremendous respect for him. I always joke before Doug got here. I mean, if he could have pry, if Jeffrey Lurie could have pried John Harbaugh away uh, from from Baltimore, he would have drove down there to get him. 
Uh, he, he wanted him so badly. So uh, this is a really good organization from top to bottom. I mean, they have great uh, personnel people. Uh, they've been the standard there for years. Uh, great coaching staff and, and a top five roster. So good luck with that. <laughs> good luck with that, Jim Swartz. By the way, Ryan, I got to talk about Jim Swartz. He was the silent assassin today, and again, he's upsetting people left and right. What do he do? What do he say? Well, <laughs> you know, people were asking, you know, should you have called timeouts when uh, you uh, saw that? Uh, Nate Gary was on Claypool at the end of the game, and he kind of threw Doug under the bus. That's the head coach's job. Uh, and, and then he threw Howie under the bus as well uh, when people were peppering him with, uh, there's no talent linebacker, which is true. And, and by the way, it's also true. It's not his fault. Uh, you know, he, he has input, certainly. But, I mean, Howie Roseman's in charge of putting this roster together. Uh, and and it's just kind of funny the backhanded way he does it. He's he that's the perfect term for him. He is a silent assassin. I love it. He will insult you. He will insult you, and you don't even know it until five minutes later. <laughs> Walking out of the room, I, I feel different and a little less prideful. <laughs> Why is that? Um, <laughs> good. good. I, I mean, good. He he's not the head coach here. He's not the general manager, and he I'm sure he sees and hears the the criticisms that that he's getting so it's like dude enough's enough get off my back there's there's bigger issues at hand here that you should be yeah I, these. I mean yeah you know jim was jim again and this has been a narrative since the post game i mean everybody even ben himself i explained it on the show yesterday he explained it down to a t of what went on on that play and for whatever reason people can't accept it because as i said they can't get over their hatred for nate gary which is such a weird thing to me and, and Jim brought it up again. He, he said, and I told you when Ben communicated to three different receivers what to do on that play. Well, Jim even clarified it more. He had 15 seconds to impart that information on the play clock. If you're a defensive coordinator, if Jim Schwartz was the head coach, he wouldn't have called timeout. Because you're assuming there's no way this quarterback is going to get everybody on the same page inside of 15 seconds to run essentially what was a a new play out of a formation they had never run before. And he did it. And, I, you know, I, I constantly say occasionally, occasionally, I know you hate to do it, occasionally you got to tip your cap to the other team and say, oh, you got me. He got Ben got the Eagles. It's as simple as that. You don't want to call timeout when the quarterback is up against it. Right. That's the worst thing you could do. You're doing them a favor. Yeah. <laughs> it's, you know, people are complaining, oh, 38 points. I mean, it's just, dude, it's, it, it's the NFL. And you're going up against a Hall of Fame coach and a Hall of Fame quarterback. I mean, it's not crazy to give up 30-plus points in 2020's NFL. I'm not saying... Now, just don't hold the defense accountable anymore, but it just goes to the point of sometimes you just tip your cap in today's game. It's that simple. You don't have to overthink everything. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's just hard because, 
you know, as we said, everybody gets hyper-focused on their own team and they're not focused on the other team. And it's understandable. I, I, I completely understand that. But And then it, there's this other weird narrative now going around that um, um, it kind of, I don't want to say it because Jeff, Jeff McClain said something on a Philadelphia radio station that people took the wrong way. Uh, it's shockingly. And now the narrative is that Howie Roseman doesn't tell the coaches who's going to be active uh, until late in the week. And that has become a problem. And I, I just tweeted about that. I mean, I, I think people, you know, Andy was here for so long, Andy Reid, and then you had Chip Kelly. And I think people forgot what a traditional GM coach setup was looks like. And that's what it is now. It's a traditional setup uh, where the GM handles personnel and gives it to the coaching staff, and uh, that's how it works. It's not weird. Well, what, uh, maybe what it's is different? It's weird. What is different now uh, compared to then? Well, now it is traditional. Well, now, but what, in, what in is other traditional? Words, Andy had a ton of Andy had a ton of power uh, as far as personnel. Um, really, it was his show uh, as far as personnel, at least until his kids had those issues uh, where then kind of Joe Banner seized uh, some of the power back. And then we saw with Chip Kelly, and obviously the, everyone knows uh, what went on there. Uh, but those guys had tremendous power when it came to personnel. They made the final decision. On most teams, the general manager makes the final decision. The Eagles are now like most teams. The general manager makes the final decision. Uh, and it's not weird. It, it, again, it might be weird from what you're used to over the past two decades, but this is more of a normal setup when you look at the rest of the NFL. Now, the one part of this weird story, it, it came out that Howie is not telling the coaching staff who's going to be uh, on the active roster until the weekend, which is simply not true. And, and I can tell you completely how I know that's not true uh, because uh, Wednesday we are there each week and the Eagles install. They have an install period, which we're still allowed to watch, but we are not allowed to report on. So in other words, they're putting, for instance, last week now I can tell you, they put in that Jalen Hurts play and install. So I knew it was coming, uh, the pass, uh, his first NFL pass, which was successful. Now, the week before, this is a better example, because Jalen's on the team, Adrian Killens, they, they were running this jet sweep to Adrian Killens, who wasn't even on, he was on the practice squad. This was four days before the game when he got elevated to the roster because the Eagles wanted that jet sweep in the game plan and everybody who could run it was hurt. So in other words, what I'm trying to tell you, the coaching staff was practicing it on Wednesday. So they knew Adrian Killens was going to be elevated, even though he wasn't elevated until game day. So it's just not true. That part of it. Hey, people are really just grasping at straws. I mean, that's... They really are. <laughs> and that's on. what I said. I just... That was another come on, man. Yeah. I mean, I, what, what would... 
I mean, you can dislike Howie Roseman. I have no problem with that. And you can criticize. I criticize him all the time for uh, this roster he's put together, especially the linebacker position that everybody hates so much. You're completely right to criticize him for that. I think it's important that he drafted a luxury pick in the second round and a project in the third round. This, this isn't baseball. This isn't basketball. This is the NFL. You can get impact players if you do your job right in the second and third round. All those things are legitimate criticisms. Why would Howie Roseman keep from his coaching staff who's going to be elevated to the active run? It's just on the surface, it doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Yeah, it's just, it's idiotic. It's beyond idiotic. It doesn't even make sense to imply that, but... It's the world we live in, so here we are, and John McMullen is here every night to set the record straight. Follow John on Twitter at JF McMullen. He joins me every single night right here at 1030, often on Aton Shander's show, The Second Level, which you can find middays right here, 11 to 1 p.m., Monday to Friday. And you can find John on Extending the Play, 10 a.m. to 11, as well as his written work, at phillyvoiceandsi.com. John, tomorrow we're going to have to really get into Carson Wentz because here we are two days down, and we haven't really... Yeah, we're not even talking about Carson. How about I know. that? Crazy. Turned the corner. Yeah, That's not a, so and fast. He can thank Travis Fulgham. <laughs> no, I agree with you. There's still a lot of issues there. A lot of issues, and John and I will get into all of them tomorrow at 1030, so you're not going to want to miss it. John, thank you as always. All right, thanks, Ryan. No problem. There he is, John McMullen. Setting the record straight, man. I mean, what is that report? It's. I, I feel bad John has to spend. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.